Hello, my name is Sarah Sloan, and you're listening to The Sarah Sloan Show. Hope you guys are good out there. Sarah Sloan once again, and I'm here with my sister, Elizabeth Sloan. Elizabeth, how are you doing? Pretty good. How are you? Pretty good. How are you? That's what your voice just sounded like. Yeah, that's what I talk like. <laughs> okay, now we get our drinks, and okay. we hold it up to the microphone, and... It's more fun that way. She kept on wanting to open it before the podcast. And I said, that's not fun for the listeners. And she said, that's going to be distracting from the podcast. Mm-hmm. And I was right. And then we slurp. Wow. It's actually really good. It is good. Like, it really Surprise. has a lot of flavor to it. And then um, no sugar. I love that. You and this drink have something in common. No sweetness. <laughs> Zip it. <laughs> um, okay, so I was reading the Bible, and I thought it was super interesting how David, uh, King David, you know, he had the big incident with Bathsheba. Which, what do you think about that? Do you think that she was purposely, like, bathing where he could see her? Yeah, that's a good question. I've definitely heard that thought before. Um, I... I kind of do think that there was some intentionality behind that because what the heck? <laughs> like, why <laughs> would you go to the top of a palace and bathe? That is just so random. Yeah, and I don't know how things were done at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, I usually shower <laughs> and I do it indoors and I lock the door. Yeah. And Bathsheba's like, it's all in the name, baby. I do this in public. Yeah, it just seems way too random. And she had a good husband. Yes. So he obviously didn't pick a good wife. Yeah. Yeah, she was clearly getting bored and, mm-hmm. you know, was feeling like a um, a single woman again, I guess. Yeah, yeah, she was feeling real free. And obviously what he did was wrong. Um, so then he sleeps with Bathsheba um, and then... He feels, you know, wrong about what he did. He gets her husband to come back from the war. He tries to encourage him to sleep with her, and she, he does not because he's so determined to, you know, be loyal for the war, and he wants to go back and fight. And then he basically sends him to the front of the battle to be killed. And uh, then and then he David is confronted by, uh, by Nathan, and Nathan's basically, you know, giving this parable of like this one man who had, um, who had just like, well, yeah, there was a rich man who had a lot, and then a poor man just had one little lamb, and uh, you know, the rich man was really hard to the poor man, and uh, yeah, didn't didn't share basically, and then David's just like, oh wow, well that person should die, the rich man should die, and then. David says, you are the man. <laughs> and it's like, whoa, whoa. And then, but yeah, basically, then he has to be punished. And he, you know, it, God let David know that the baby was going to die. And so David, I thought it was still interesting that David, like, he fasted, he prayed. But then once the baby died, he, it says, verse 20, uh, Samuel, Second Samuel 12, David arose from the ground, washed, anointed himself, changed his clothes, went into the house of the Lord and worshipped. I just thought that was so interesting. And then his servants were like, 
uh, wait, you were weeping and fasting for the child, but when he died, you arose and ate food. And then he says, well, while the child was alive, I fastened and wept, for I said, who could tell whether the Lord will be gracious to me that the child may live? But now he's dead. Why, why should I fast? Can I bring him back again? I shall go to him, but he said, not return to me. Just the attitude that David would just like go worship. And I was even picturing what that worship time looked like. I don't know. There's just a lot to that that I, I thought was very fascinating. And, you know, I think I could definitely be like that in areas of my life. Uh, I need to implement those principles. Yeah, I I dwelt on that too um, last week or whenever I read it. And I just thought about how he, I mean, in a way, like there's a reason he's called man after God's own heart because he just really grasps um, God's love and forgiveness really well. But to most of us, it seems sort of like almost like unhealthy because he's so quick to receive God's forgiveness but it's like he just committed this trail of sins and we all think you should be like weeping and wailing and and sure there's a time and place for that but he to me seemed pretty quick to turn around and just like go right back to God you know after repenting which I still really struggle with that Mm. I definitely struggle with wanting to like penalize myself and um distance myself from god because i've done something wrong and it just doesn't feel right it doesn't feel natural to be going right back to god worshiping him and but it's such a lie from the enemy Mm -hmm. you know i think that's the problem and i always say like that's why um in christianity there's not like a lot of authority to talk about justice or righteousness or purity because so many people struggle with it, so then they think they're disqualified to talk about it, and that's not true. We all struggle, we all sin, but we can still uphold those principles and like live righteously. So, yeah, David really did capture that well, and I, you know, wish I could do that too. We all should. Um, but yeah, this pa- this whole series that happened in his life is very interesting and and it's really sad because you can see that he definitely lost favor with God in some areas. Um there's always consequences for sin. And so yeah, I just found it amazing how like later on some of the very things um that he did God says basically are going to happen to him but even worse. Mm. <laughs> you know, and so how like he slept with that woman in private but then God, basically God said, your sons, your son will sleep with your concubines in public. Mm. And they did. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. And he was very teachable. Like, yeah, he was just, he, he was, he accepted the correction. Mm-hmm. He was a king. He didn't have to, you know, of course he should, but he didn't have to. He could have been nasty about it. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's just, it, it's really powerful. Uh, d- yeah, and I liked everything you said. I didn't even think about that. So it's always interesting how people can take different things from passages. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay, so uh, I wanted to ask you first question. Um, how do you like to pack for a trip? Like, mm-hmm. what is your typical strategy? How do you go about it? Like, what what's your method? So I usually either type it or write out um, the days that I'm going to be there. And I kind of get an idea of what the weather will be like. 
And then I start put it, packing my clothes for it. And so I kind of like think of outfit per day, you know, top, bottom, all of that. And then like I try to strategize like the the number of shoes I need, but like trying not to do too many. I try not to go past like two or three pairs. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, all the other like undergarments and like socks and things like that. And then like, you know, uh, optional clothing, like a light layer on top if it gets cold or if it's going to rain, maybe a rain jacket. And then I go to toiletries and that takes a little while. <laughs> I'm but <sure>. yes. <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of my strategy. What about you? Well, yeah, I, I'm trying to get more into the less um, doing as little as possible. There was one trip. It was a camp. It was a camp in Colorado, uh, and it was two weeks. And I had done the trip before, and then I was doing it again. And I was, you know, just so excited, so looking forward to it, waited for it all year. all year. And, you know, obviously this is an immature side of me, but I wanted to have certain clothes, look a certain way. Of course. I packed the hugest <laughs> suitcase <laughs> and it was stuffed to the brim. Oh, gosh. And I think that was one of the first times where I was, like, really aware of, like, oh, I overpacked. <laughs> like, I, I went way too far. Oh, goodness. And I, I've continued to do it, like, multiple times. But then there's been a couple of trips where where I've tried to do less. Mm-hmm. And I realize it's very, it's actually a lot better. I feel happier. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, I know, like, you got a sneak peek of my toiletries. But honestly, aside from that, I'm pretty good at keeping it minimal. And I know, like, this one trip, I just felt so proud of myself because I went to um, another state with a friend. And um, she had, like, um, she had a suitcase that was, like, medium-sized and then, like, a backpack or something like that. And I just had like the small suitcase, mm. um, the the one that goes over your head, and then a backpack. And she was like, "Wow, you you really packed light." And it was gonna be like maybe four or five days long, and that was including like rain gear, boots, because it was gonna be cold. Somehow I made it work though. I just like really figured out how to like rewear things, and so yeah, it. That's all I had, and she was really impressed, and it made a huge difference because then when we were traveling and, like, we had to Uber to the Airbnb once we got there, and it was just easier having less luggage. And then, like, all the times we've gone to New York, like, I've just really learned to, like, keep it minimal with the clothing part and the and the shoes. Yeah, the toiletries, that's still where I really need to work on. Yeah. <laughs> but it's... I don't know. I mean, it could have been worse. Like, there were times in the past where I would just use, like, full-size bottles of things. That's always a waste of space. So I've True. definitely gotten better about using the small, tiny containers. Yeah, like, there was a, a Listerine one, and, like, I had a small bottle for it, but then I found an even smaller bottle, and I was like, because I really don't need that much. Mm-hmm. So then I made I brought even a tinier one. And then I just started doing that for, for a bunch of things. And so everything's been able to fit in one bag pretty well. It, it is tight, but it, it's been able to work for one bag. And it helps a lot to do it that way. 
yeah it's just it's so much better it was the first time i i like really realized that i don't need anything is we went on it during college we went on this like little like short kind of mission trip with my church and i brought just a standard small suitcase and my backpack and then we were picking up people to come with us because we were all driving there together and this girl, she has this, like, ridiculously tiny, like, you have, a, like, a canvas tote. Oh, yeah. Like, tiny. Wow. And I was like, is that is that all you have? She's like, yeah. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, it, it almost felt like Mary Poppins. Like, yeah. I was like, but how? And then she was <laughs> like, she was, oh, I'm sick of over. I always, I used to always overpack for stuff, and I'm just done with it. Wow. And I was just like, oh, my gosh. And it just hit me like, there's a way. Mm-hmm. There really is if you try hard enough. And like, and sometimes I'll kind of go to a slightly bigger suitcase or bag just so that I have some extra room in there if I buy anything when I'm there. But if I really know like that's not going to be happening and it's like, because like, I've been on trips where there were tons of us going and it's just like a very limited space in the vehicle for luggage and so I had to just pack so tightly mm. <laughs> and so I I know how to make it work but it it definitely takes some like planning yeah and it's like if you forget something too like it's just not that big of a deal mm-hmm. to go somewhere and buy a couple things yeah and it's like we we do we make that the end of the world yeah most things you could buy there, there's a few things you can't mm-hmm. but the majority of it like okay some clothes you can go to Walmart if you need to yeah or toiletries that that's the easiest yet we freak out so much about the toiletries mm-hmm. um yeah like if you forgot a device that's like are you really gonna go buy a new device probably no yeah. but usually people have stuff that you could borrow anyway so it's just not that big of a deal but yeah i've been thinking a lot about that so i i'm, I'm trying to get better but it is hard for me um i was using the restroom the other day oh, thanks uh i just thought you should know no uh, i was using the restroom the other day and i'm grabbing toilet paper and as my hand is there, this huge spider comes up. Oh my god! It was so scary. Oh my god! I so I I like here. I'll get away from the microphone. I scream. I'm like, <laughs> I start screaming, oh and I like gosh. jump up, and uh, <laughs> it was so fast. And but I finally got it. That is so scary. It was terrible. It was what really a traumatic experience. Oh my gosh I'm that's just, the kind of ugh. stuff that just makes me like not trust anything i know <laughs> now i keep on like fiddling with the toilet paper like to see if anything's going to climb oh out my of it gosh it was horrific <laughs> yeah that's scary um okay and then uh another question well no not a question sorry um yeah okay so this week i haven't felt super well yeah i've noticed yes i'm about to make you not feel super well okay got it and so i haven't like been working out as much because you know you don't want to like overwork yourself because it could hurt your immunity Mm -hmm. and i you know but i think i've been dealing with like the same amount of stress from work that you typically deal with you know people are gonna have stress from work and so it's usually nice because once i finish work i go straight to the gym i'm running things like that and it helps it just helps with my stress to like get it out that way because um, otherwise I'm going to take it out on you. And let's just say it's not going to be pretty. Hey. We're talking punches, kicks. And so it's been interesting because, like, I feel like I'm actually having some acne, like, develop. Like, you can see here and here. 
Do you see a little bit? I really don't. <laughs> Do you see it even under okay, my chin? There a little bit, yes. Yeah, it's amazing. Like working out and like dealing with the stress that way. Like because I feel like the the acne is just from stress. Okay. It's just I don't know. Working out is so important because mm-hmm. I've just like I've missed it. Yeah, it really is. They talk about how good it is for your body, for your skin, everything, mental health, sleep. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I've never noticed like a huge correlation in that, but mm, maybe like way back in the pandemic when I wasn't like really working out at all, I kind of felt like my skin did get worse. Yeah. But yeah, I wasn't also that that stressed because like working from home, it wasn't too bad. I didn't like it, but it wasn't too... Like, I was getting plenty of rest. <laughs> yeah, you weren't doing anything. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you, that that's what you were doing, girl. Uh, you, know, you have a guilty uh, conscience. Yeah, no, it, it's just... It is... I, I just felt like it was such a radical change mm-hmm. just from, like, one week. Interesting. So, so, yeah. And, yeah, we listened to this podcast on Megan Kelly's show where it was, like, about the importance of working out. Yes, and people always think of it only the importance of it only for you know losing weight. Mm-hmm. No, it's like they they were basically the guy. It was an expert uh, talking on it, and he's done a lot of studies. And you know the same way that pe- old people like they play crossword puzzles to like keep their minds stimulated. He said working out does that for you. Mm-hmm. So it's just like you don't have to do dumb crossword puzzles. Just work out. Yeah, and I'm sure a lot of people are like, I'd rather do a crossword puzzle than work out. Yeah, well that's why you are not as healthy, you know, Mm -hmm. and you could always see a difference in people that are older, Mm -hmm. uh, the ones that worked out and the ones that didn't for now, while we're in our twenties, everybody pretty much looks the same, you know, but it catches up to you. Yes, it does. Yeah. I just think that the mistake is to like stop exercising, stop moving around. Then they stop working, they retire. So things just lock up Mm -hmm. literally. So I just know that that podcast really convinced me that that's the number one way to live longer. Yeah. Yeah, because I've been trying to tell you and you just don't listen. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) You're like, no, I just want to lay around and be fat and lazy. Oh, please. I've been, like, exercising my whole life. (laughs) Much more than you did. It's true. true. (laughs) But now I'm pretty serious. Oh, yeah. You're no joke now. Um. Okay, and then we did watch the 2000 Mules movie. So, uh, yeah, this movie is very important. Dinesh D'Souza, don't laugh. Elizabeth loves to make fun of his name. He's a very intelligent, good man. It's just so funny. Yeah, you say it in a weird way. Mm -hmm. Um, And he, yeah, he made this movie, and it basically shows the election fraud from 2020. Um. You know, because a lot of people are like, oh, the election was rigged. It was rigged. And so then everyone's like, where's your proof? Where's your proof? And to be honest, we were kind of having trouble other than like just little things, you know, like, oh, the media was suppressing stories about Joe Biden. So like, you know, that is a blatant thing. Like for them to do that, to play a part in like hiding information about um, a candidate's family member, like they didn't do that for Trump. They showed everything they ever could. They made up stuff. Mm-hmm. But they were hiding stories. So that was a very obvious one. And then, of course, a lot of the rule changes that they were making, uh, a lot of states were making last minute just because of COVID. Um, people felt that that was unfair because you're changing laws and rules last minute. And this is supposed to be like, it's supposed to be done through um, 
congressional uh, processes and you're, you know, it's like the Constitution still stands. You can't just adjust it at will. So things like that showed like, you know, that was what we, we felt. And then, of course, there was rumors about the machines. It is tough because that was ever no, that was never concretely proven. So, yeah, we could just never prove that, but I do still believe that that happened as well. I really do. Um, So then, of course, this movie focuses more on mules, and these are people that delivered ballots because there were drop boxes all over um, the country. And so, and that, that was not normal. Normally you go and you vote right there, and then uh, people are monitoring you. It's all a very safe process. But with this, you were mailed a ballot, you could fill it out in your home, and then you drop it off like in a mailbox, like randomly. So it's not being monitored the same way. So that's kind of sketchy. But they have uh, they have evidence, they, they really study this, and they show you how the election could have gone the other way just with this one method of election fraud. It was fascinating. Yeah, it was amazing to see the actual video footage and just they did all the geo tracking and they had proof of people, like individuals, doing this so many times a day at crazy hours during the night. You know, it's like there's so much fraud going on. Yeah, and of course, you know, some people might say, oh, this is just a movie, like a pro Trump movie. It, it's really a pro fair elections movie mm-hmm. because if, if, you know, I would think if you want a country to survive, you want fair elections. Because if I truly, like, you know, Barack Obama winning the presidency, I really don't have major doubts about that being a fair election. I, or, uh, yeah, unfair election. I believe that mm-hmm. that was a fair election. I truly believe he won. But uh, Joe Biden supposedly got the most votes that a presidential candidate in the U.S. has ever gotten. Sorry, that's, that's just not, not convincing. Mm-hmm. Not at all. He was hidden his, in his basement the whole time he was campaigning, if he would have an event, there were like five people there versus Trump had massive rallies. He had, and also here, here's another thing to think about as well. Um, how is it that all these people voted for Republican house members and Republican senators, but then they vote for Biden? You don't, that, that almost never happens. People usually do a straight party line ticket. So you're just doing Republican for everything. That's what I do. I'm not going to be like, oh, I'll do a Democrat here and then I'll do a Republican here. That is so incredibly rare. So the numbers just didn't add up that all that uh, so many Republicans uh, were in the House because the House, uh, the House and the Senate did go to the Democrats. But for the for the House, it was there's still so many Republicans. So it doesn't proportionally work out if you really study the numbers. Um, so yeah, that was another aspect of it as well. But, but yeah, if you're like, oh, what's the proof? What's the proof that the, that the election was a fraud? Watch this movie. It, it, I think it's in theaters right now. The Mm -hmm. DVDs are not expensive. Um, if you know me personally, uh, I'll tell you ways to get it. So just like do what you got to do because otherwise we are Venezuela. We're Russia. We are corrupt countries who no longer have fair elections. If Joe Biden fairly squarely won, do you think I'd be saying anything? He's president right now as it stands. I'm not even sure anything could be done. Like, even if there were like criminal prosecutions, 
but I just, I just don't want this to ever happen again. And I do believe that the people that took part in these schemes should be arrested so that, you know, these criminals are not incentivized to do this in the future because they got their, their way. Mm-hmm. Um, as you can see, I'm very wound up and I'm very angry. Okay. Uh, so, oh yeah, you were having trouble with your phone today, weren't you? Yes. What was going on with your phone? So pretty much all day I would open it up and it would just, um, shut down. It would do like the buffering icon, like the screen would go black and it would just have a white little buffering icon. And you have an iPhone? Yes. iPhone 10. And it was telling me last week that I was um, running out of storage. And so I tried to delete as much as I could. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know how, but it's like I would keep, I would delete some, and then I guess I would get something else that would get on there and, you know, take up that space again. So as of tonight, I finally have a gigabyte and a half that's free. Wow. (laughs) I know. So I don't know. I guess it's related to that, but... And then when it would come on, if it did, um, it would have a lot of my icons, my app icons were blank. (laughs) It is so weird. Like you could see the red dots, meaning I had notifications, but like the apps, the app icon picture was missing. (laughs) It was so, yeah, all day. And like, I, I actually ended up missing a lot of texts. Um, I found that out because of you. So I just was like, this is really scary. <laughs> and maybe it's also related to the fact that I just disabled a ton of my iCloud features. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> because I told you, iCloud takes up like over five gigabytes. And I was like, I don't have that kind of space. <laughs> so I disabled all of it. And yeah, some of the things like I lost it. But <laughs> it's like... <laughs> It's like, it's worth it. So I'm sure that's what it is. Like, Apple's rebelling with me now. They're like, she's she's a bad girl. She got rid Punish of her, her Yeah. So now we're not going to let her phone work. So Dang. it was a mess. But I think I have it consistently working now as of an hour ago. Oh wow. Gosh. It was so frustrating. And I kept shutting it down. And then I would turn it back on. And it would just do the same thing. Where every time I unlocked it, like to open up my phone, it would buffer. It would be black screen buffering. <laughs> so, yeah, it was pretty bad. Yeah, that iCloud stuff. Oh, I cannot stand it. Yeah, and I pay a dollar a month for the 50 gigabytes. Yeah. But honestly, I'm thinking about not giving any more money into it. And if yeah. it, like, it, it'll give me a really hard time. I know it will. But it's I even awful. saw, I like to watch this guy, uh, this guy's YouTube channel called Tolosive Tech and he mostly just does like all these videos about like apple all aspects of apple and he has one video that i haven't watched yet but it's something the gist is like how i got 200 something like 200 gigabytes of icloud storage to five gigabytes and so i'm gonna watch it because i want to see how he does it because if if he could do that then i could certainly do 50 Mm -hmm. to nothing you know so um yeah i want to watch that because it's just sure a dollar a month i guess isn't bad but it adds up and also like that is so stupid like 
I should be able to just have storage on my phone. I think I pay enough for the device. I know, right? So it's silly. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't understand it. I guess like there is, there does have to be a max because like it just, I'm sure it makes the system work slower. Yeah, and I do need to sit down and just go and delete a ton of stuff, but it takes so long. Mm. It's like years worth of things. Yeah, it really is, and so. And I'm not going to lie, of course, the reason I'm even having this problem is because I keep too much. There are just some text conversations that I thoroughly enjoy going back to. Oh, yeah, because you, you know, keep them. I and I delete mine. Them. Yeah, mine only lasts a year. Mm-hmm. I love, like, I'm not kidding. There have been so many times where it's come up that it, it was kind of nice that I had something from four years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know it's silly, but it just, I, I really like that that freedom no i get it yeah it, it would be really nice to be able to have all that mm-hmm. yeah because there's there's a lot of stuff i could have looked at as well um you know from the past but mm-hmm. i don't know it's just it's so much storage it is like you're gonna like you're not gonna believe me but right now my text messages are taking up over 12 gigabytes oh my <laughs> gosh <laughs> and the top like you know um messages or conversations is my friend sarah preston and then you <laughs> oh, sure well because you and i we always send audio messages yes, and gifs and photos so it's absolutely like killing the storage yeah i just really enjoy it so it is really fun yeah well you know one thing to think about yeah and uh you know i can understand why people don't want to do this but instagram messenger or facebook messenger that doesn't affect your storage. It doesn't. I yeah. have sent myself many photos <laughs> because I know that I can always retrieve it that way. It's true. Yeah. And and yeah, it it doesn't delete after any point. Mm-hmm. So Which I really like that. And honestly, the audio messages are clearer a lot of the time. Oh, yeah. So I don't know. It's something to think about. Yeah, because uh, with my friend Alyssa, I'm always texting her. But she has an Android phone, so I can't do audio messages uh, the normal way on Apple. So then we basically, like, we text sometimes, and then we do Messenger, and I do audio messages. Wow. Like, I think I just sent her one that was, like, two minutes long, you know. Why do you even text? Yeah, I've wondered that, too. I I don't know. I think Mm -hmm. it's just, it's just part of what we do still. It's basic. (laughs) Like you. (laughs) Like you. Like you. Oh my gosh. But yeah, it is interesting um, to think about. Uh, Oh yeah, have you heard about monkeypox? I have. And it's ugly too. How would you know? Have you seen pictures? No. Why did I sound like... Yeah, why did you sound like a British girl? That was weird. Have you seen pictures? (laughs) That was so strange. I'm British now. (laughs) Do you understand? I was like, are you okay? (laughs) Do you know what's happening? It's monkeypox. Monkey I do, monkey actually. <laughs> the doctor said no more monkeys jumping on the bed. Okay, I think that's enough. <laughs> I could go on a little bit more, but I won't. Oh, I'm sure. I just keep seeing um, pictures of ugly people and them saying, like, someone got monkey pox. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. Uh, but basically, it's it's very rare for it to cause death. And it really only is spreading, from what I've heard, it's only spreading to uh, people who have a ton of gay sex. Oh, boy. It's just what I've heard. Oh, yeah. that's really funny and 
kind of crazy. And then they were, some people were like, some media people were like, you need to be careful with the way that you're talking about this uh, because <laughs> it's, uh, what is it? Uh, shaming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shaming homosexuals and stuff like that. I was like, no, it is what it is. consequences. It is what it is. Yeah. And then also, it was like a year ago, they were like coming out with the treatment for this. It's like they planned this illness, Elizabeth. Oh, my. They like, and they had it because they had the treatment ready. The heck? Yeah. This stuff is all being orchestrated. COVID was orchestrated. All this stuff. But why would, like, I assume the people that you know, made COVID were on the liberal side. Yeah. And so if they're creating monkeypox, that wouldn't make sense because it's really only affecting their people. <laughs> Sorry, just being blatant. Yeah, yeah. Well no, I think I think it's just like they're trying to create different types of illnesses. Yeah. And um, you know, it's something to just try to scare us all. But yeah, like you and I are not gonna get it. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, you you really like you have to like partake in the act. Um, so it's just like, Mm. yeah. And you're right. Don't be doing that. Like COVID made sense because it, um, targets the elderly population that tends to be conservative people. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. they were smart in doing that. Yeah. 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 But this is hurting themselves. So I don't know what they're doing. I think it was just like quick, you know, creation of illnesses. They were just mucking around. (laughs) Maybe they want those populations to be dependent on them for medication. And I have seen, like, uh, you know, there's been a strong amount of, uh, well, actually, if you look at conservative people, like public figures, quite a few of them have been gay lately. Yeah, that means they're not conservative. <laughs> yeah, in a sense, though, but no, they do, no. like, they really do speak on the merits of what we believe. Yeah. Um, except for in their personal life, they, they have that lifestyle. I, so I get what you're saying, but yeah, yeah. it's just like, there's Dave Rubin, there's Douglas Murray, um, there's more than that. I just can't think yeah, of them. Yeah, you're right. It's it's happening in the church as well, which is really scary, but... Yeah, yeah. Well, because, okay, you know, everybody always... This is always what people say. What people do in their bedroom doesn't affect you. Oh, it does. Yeah, it does, actually. It <laughs> Very does. Much uh, so. Because, sure, sure. Say they just kept that to the bedroom only. Okay. But how about whenever now they're saying, let's start having kids. And so these kids are being raised by same-sex parents. Don't think that there won't be implications from that. That affects mm-hmm. you because God had it where it was man and woman. And there's a beauty and a balance to that. And so you're, you're shifting with what God originally intended for. And then people always say, well, what about single, home, you know, single mother homes? That wasn't God's intention either. No, it wasn't. So both are not good. And I'm not saying one's better than the other because I don't think one is better than the other. I think they're both wrong. They're not God's original plan. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, also, there's not procreation um, with with these couples. Mm-hmm. So that means that everyone thinks, oh, good. We don't need more people on the planet. We already have too many people on the planet. That is a very terrible way to think. And China thought that years back. Mm -hmm. And so they had their one child policy. And now, basically, what happened was all those families, they would just, you know, favor boys. Because with boys, oh, they're going to be stronger. They're going to work harder, things like that. So there was just, they typically, if they were going to have a girl, they killed the girl. They kept the boy, though. And so now there's all these men looking for women. 
and they can't find any women to mate with. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know a lot of girls on, you know, these dating apps are like, I'm going to China. Um, <laughs> but, and then also there's, like, you know, think about social security for us, for example, in this country, we have social security. So older people are dependent on the funds from social security. How do you get more funds going into the fund in the first place? Young people working, mm-hmm. putting money in there. Well, guess what? If there's all these old people and very few young people, because people aren't wanting to have babies mm-hmm. anymore, there's not going to be enough money for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there but, are so many. So, so yeah, yeah. What you, what you do in the bedroom, no, it, it affects us too, believe it or not. And if only they did just leave it in the bedroom. But no, they always talk about it 24-7. It's their identity. It's on yep. their bio on their Instagram. Yep. Like, it's got to be in school curriculum. Yep. So, no, it's not just in the bedroom. I wish it was. Mm-hmm. But they won't shut up about it. And they it's it's about to be about June. It. Yeah. My birthday month has to be ruined uh, by yes, gay I pride and all that. that. Yes, I know. I'm like, oh, please. It's so, so beyond the bedroom. And it's just, it, and you usually look at these situations with these people and it was usually something that happened in their home, like mm-hmm. whether it's daddy issues or things along those lines and they weren't able to get the help they needed. Mm-hmm. And so then they resorted to that lifestyle and we're seeing more and more people identifying as a, some member of the LGBTQ mm-hmm. uh, family and there there's implications to that so yeah uh keep on going but just watch out and a lot of other countries do not look favorable favorably on that Mm -hmm. um jamaica is one of those countries that they do not see that as a good thing at all and they Mm. are very disgusted by it yeah Uh, and like i know i heard like survey statistics from a few years back but at the time again a few years ago they were saying the numbers were still like less than 1% wow. of our country that really does identify as that. And so it's still a tiny number when you think about the rest of the population, but they act like it's everyone. Yes. And it's just not true. It's like, we've got to stop making this tiny group dictate so much of our laws and our policies and the way we think, the brands that we buy from, like it's silly. Yeah, and I was saying this today to someone. I was just like, you know, there's this uh, nonprofit, GLAD, and it was like gays, lesbian, like, you know, like it's mm-hmm. it's one of those groups. You guys got what you wanted. You got your gay marriage. They got it mm-hmm. in 2015 with Theo Burgerfeld and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a Supreme Court case. Okay, the group should be over. You got what you wanted. Yeah. But no, that's not going to give them money for their salaries. Exactly. That's not going to um, give them power. So then they got to look for another issue and another issue and another issue. And so, so that's why it's been amazing. All the issues of this country. So they are literally for the sake of earning money, creating issues to sow division in our country. Mm-hmm. It's disgusting. It is. They got what they wanted. What yeah. more? What more do you want? Yeah. It's just like insane. They want everyone to be part of this group and yeah, take away our freedoms basically amazing and not the good kind of amazing nope um okay well i think we can end it there for now i always enjoy talking to you even though i barely know you wow i was gonna say likewise but never mind (laughs) (laughs) i hope you guys enjoyed the show and you have a wonderful uh rest of your day goodbye